Okay, we're starting here at the bottom of Chav Chedamat Bed by the two dots. The Gemara here is discussing the creation of Shemona Esrei. Gemara says, Tan Rabbanan, Shemona B'koli, his dear Yudchet Brachot, Ipnei Rabbi Gamliel, Al Seder B'Yavne. The establishment of the Shemona Esrei was put together, whether it was formulated or just canonized, by Shimon Abkoli, Abkoli is a seller of cotton balls or cotton rolls. He put it together before Rabbi Gamliel in the Yavne, which is what we know. There is a machlok between the Rambam and the Ramban to whether Tefillah is the Oraito or the Rabbanan. But everybody agrees that the structure of Tefillah and the content of Tefillah is clearly the Rabbanan. And that is clear from our Gemara here as well, that in Yavne they put together the actual Shmon Esri that we have today. So they wanted to add on a 19th bracha. Bracha being the Birkata Tztukim, as we mentioned yesterday, the word Tztukim is sometimes used because of the censors that got to the Gemara, so it's not always clear that they really meant Tztukim or had other things in mind here. So they wanted to put a bracha together that basically identified those people who we're not believers. They wanted to add this bracha in, but they need someone to do it. So Ahmad Shmuel Katan v'tikna. Shmuel Katan was the one who put together the bracha of the Malshinim. The Shana Acheret. The next year, Shacha. He forgot it. He was thinking about it, meditating over it, trying to remember it for two or three hours. And they did not remove him from the Omud. He was the Shlech Tzibur. Remember in their day, they were davening Bialpeh by heart. And he forgot the bracha that he had put together of Lamal Shinim. So he stuck. They gave him time to work it out and to remember what it was. And some say that that's because nobody else really knew it. He was the only one who really knew it. And therefore they gave him time to remember it. Others say that he had forgotten. He hadn't been up at the Umud for a while and he had forgotten what he had put together. First it makes a mistake with any other bracha. We leave him in place. Birkadat Stukim, Malinuto, if it's a mistake within the bracha of Birkadat Stukim of the Mal Shinim, Hashin and Shem Minhu. And we think he's possibly a Min. And the reason that he's fumbling over this bracha is because he doesn't want it to apply to him. This was somewhat like a way to identify an oath of faith to the way of the Prushim by having this bracha in there. And therefore people who were subscribing to other worldviews or hashkafot in Judaism or other religions would not then take the Amud because they wouldn't agree to say this bracha. So it was a pledge of allegiance, this bracha. So if someone makes a mistake in the middle of the pledge of allegiance, then we worry about their allegiances. So my says, Shani Shmolachatan. We don't worry about because he's the one who put it together. So Maybe he went off the derech in the interim. I have a mesorah that someone who's good doesn't go bad. Is that really true? When a tzaddik leaves his way and does wrong. So it says, How rasha mi that Sadiq was originally a Russia, did tshuva, and there we worry about the fact that he might go back. Someone who was always righteous, there we don't worry about it. Is that really true? Do not trust yourself until the day of death. Yochanan Kohen Gadol was a Kohen Gadol for 80 years. He served in that position. 
At the end of his life, he left away the Pshim and became a Tztuki. So you see that even though this was a righteous individual for his entire life, he became a Tztuki at the end of his life. So That's not a problem. We can answer that because I think that Yanai and Yochanan are the same individual. One is his Greek name, which is Yanai. One is his Hebrew name, which is Yochanan. Yanai Melech is mentioned in the Gemara numerous times, including a story in the Gemara in Kedushin, which describes that Yanai Melech killed out a large number of the Chachamim. So if that's the case, Abayi's answer stands like he said before, which is, if he's a tzaddik mi'karo, we don't worry about it. But if he was a Russia originally and then became a tzaddik, we do worry about him going back. And that's what happened here. Yochanan going Gadol was originally Yanai. Yanai Melech, someone who did a lot of evil, killed out the Tamari Chachamim. He did Shuva, and then he was Yochanan going Gadol. At the end of his life, he became a tztuki, not surprisingly, because he was a Russia mi'karo. So that's how Abayi solves this problem and says... If he's a tzaddik mi'ikaro, we don't worry about it at all. And that's the case of Shmuel Katan here. Whereas if he was a Rasham mi'ikaro, we do worry about it. And that's the explanation for what happened to Yochanan Kohen Gadol, as well as the Pasuk in Yechezkel. Rava disagrees. He says, Yana Lechud mi'yochanan Lechud. They're two individuals. There's Yana Melech and there's Yochanan Kohen Gadol. They're not the same individual. Yana Rasham mi'ikaro. Yochanan tzaddik mi'ikaro. Yana was evil from the beginning. And Yochanan was a tzaddik from the beginning. So, according to Abaye, we just explained all of the issues here. We can explain the behavior with Shmuel Katan, we can explain the Pasuk in Yechezkel, as well as Yochanan Kohen Gadol. According to Rabbi, how is he going to explain why they left Shmuel Katan in place? Even if he's a tzaddik originally, we do worry about him going off the derech. So, why didn't they remove Shmuel Katan? shiny Shmuel Katan, Shmuel Katan was a different case because he banned the bracha. If he's unwilling to start that bracha or he seems like he's fumbling around at the start of the bracha, that's when we remove him because then we worry about his allegiances. But if he's already started the bracha in the middle of the bracha he gets stuck and he's fumbling around, then we don't remove him because we're not worried about his allegiance. Then we think that it really is an innocent mistake that he forgot how to end that bracha. So the Gemara had started out asking, what are the Shemona Esri, the 18 brachot, where do they connect it? And then afterwards when it said it had 19, it also wants to know, had, what was the 19th one? Had they had in the 19th one? So we had answers as to why we have Shemona Esri. It's connected the Azkarot of Hashem in Shema. It's connected the names of Hashem in Tehilim of Habul Hashem. And then we had the 18 vertebrae. So now the Gemara wants to know, in other contexts, where we dive in a different Shemona Esri, what is the number of brachot? What does that correspond to? So, Sheva the Shabto, the seven brachot that we say on Shabbat, the three in the beginning, Kadesh Shabbat in the middle, and the three in the end, Kenegin Me. So, Rebbe Chalaf, the Ben Shul, Kenegin Shiva Kolot, Shemar David Alamayim. Kenegin the seven kolot that David said Alamayim, which is from the same Mizmor Tehilim, Mizmor Chavtet, of Kol Hashem Alamayim, Kol Hashem Be'adar. So, there the word kol is used seven times. The nine brachot in the Musaf of Rosh Hashanah, at least for us it's in Musaf, for others of the Rishonim was in all the tefillot of Rosh Hashanah. Three in the beginning, you have Malchiot, Zichronot, and Shofarot in the middle, and then you have the three at the end. Those nine, what do they correspond to? So I'm Rabbi Yitzchak, the Min Kartignan, Keneged, Tishaz, Karot, Shamra, Chana, B'Tfilata. Keneged the nine times that Chana mentions the Shem Hashem, in her tefillah of Alatz Libi, Elokim, Damar Mar, 
Rosh Hashanah, Nifkida Sarah, Rachel Bechana, because we have a Memra, Kamar Rosh Hashanah, that on Rosh Hashanah, Sarah, Rachel, and Chana conceived, and that's why we read for the Torah on the first day of Rosh Hashanah, we read the story of Shmuel, the beginning of Shmuel Aleph, in which Tzvilat Chana is contained, as well as the fact that we read about the birth of Yitzchak. So the two of those are connected to Rosh Hashanah because of this Memra. Twenty-four brachot that we say on a yom atanit, those are connected who? So I'm Rebbe Chelbo, connected to Chavdala, to read a note. Shemar Shlomo b'Shashik Nisaron the Beit Kodesh Akodashim. It's connected the twenty-four pleas that Shlomo made when he brought the Aron into the Beit Kodesh Akodashim on the day of the consecration of the Mikdash in the beginning of Malachim Aleph. Rashi relates a story or hints to a story that's mentioned in other places in Shas about the fact that the doors of the Heichal would not open up and would not allow Shlomo Melchin. Shlomo Melchin is pleading for them to open until they finally open after he asked B'shut David Avi. B'shut David, my father, and they finally open up. So over there he was begging Hashem for the ability to bring the Aron in. And that corresponds to what we do on a fast day. We're asking for the Rachamim of Hashem. So that's where the 24 Brachot come from. So Ema Tamrinu Shlomo. When did Shlomo make those supplications before Hashem? On a day of Rachamim. On a day where he has to beseech Hashem to allow him to enter into the Mikdash. And Anami, we too. On a day where we are calling out for Hashem and asking for His mercy. We will also say those written in the 24. Now, Rabbi Yeshua He says, a concentrated Shmonesre, summary Shmonesre. My Me'in Shmonesre. What does it mean that you'd say a shorter version of the Shmonesre? Rav Amar Me'in Kol Bracha Bracha. Rav says you take a piece of each Bracha. Shmuel Amar Havineinu. And Shmuel says that it's the Bracha of Havineinu, which the Gemara is about to lay out right now. So Rav says you take a piece of each Bracha, meaning you create a single Bracha that incorporates all the 18 brachot of Shmonesre. And therefore you have one bracha, that is the tamsit of the 18, 19 brachot that comprise Shmonesre, similar to the way that Alamichya is a summary of all the brachot of Birkat Amazon. Shmon says, you say this bracha of Avinenu, which summarizes the 12 middle brachot of Bakashot. It will turn out that you have 7 brachot in the Shmonesre now. The first 3 that will stay in place, Avot, Vurot and Kedusha, and the latter three brachot of the Shemona Esrei, which is Avoda, Hoda'a, and Shalom. And then the middle brachot, the 12, 13 middle brachot, will be summarized into this single brachot called Avinenu. Which is Avinenu. So Avinenu Hashem Elokeinu Latate Rachecha. So Hashem, please, help us, give us understanding to know your ways, so that Atachonein Ladamdat. Mol etlubavenu liratecha, circumcise our hearts, to your fear, which is Hashivenu Avinu. You should forgive us, which is Lanu. Liod Gilim, that we should be redeemed is Goel Israel. Distance us from our pains, our difficulties, that's Rifainu. Vidashnenu bin Ot and you should settle us, fatten us in the pastures of your land. So that is Barechalenu. Unifutsotenu Miarbaatika Beitz. And you should gather in the exiles from the four corners of the earth. That's the Kaaba Shofar. And those that go astray should be judged. That's one way that Rashi brings it. The second way he says is that the judges should be brought back to judge properly. Somewhat like our bracha, which is a Shiva Shoftenu. The bracha's context is a Shoftenu. 
Although the truth is, in the bracha of Shiva Shoktein, we want the judges back because of what they do for us. So here, Ashi gives two interpretations which try to connect thematically to Shiva Shoftenu. And the Rashim, your hand should wave. That's Lamal Shinim. That's Allah Tzadikim. But the purging a horn of David, your servant, and the setting of a candle, for the son of Yishai, your redeemer, that is, Etzemach David. Before we call, you shall answer, Baruch Hashem. They brought together all the brachot, the middle 18 brachot, into a single bracha called Havinenu. So, Abayi used to curse those that said Havinenu. Because he's not saying the full brachot of the 18 brachot, he's saying the summary form. A person is allowed to dive in Havinenu anytime he needs, when it's necessary. Except for Motzei Shabbat and Motzei Yom Tov, Mipnei, Shetzirich Lomar Avdallah, B'chonin Adat. To say Avdallah, and you don't have Avdallah in the bracha of Avinenu. Matkifla Rabba Vashmov, V'nemra, bracha revi'it v'fnei atzma. Let's make it its own bracha. We'll make an extra bracha for Avdallah. Milotzna, don't we have a machloket with regards to where the placement of Avdallah is in Shemon Esrei? And Rakiva Omer, Omra, bracha revi'it v'fnei atzma. We have the opinion of Rabbi Akiva, that Abdullah is actually an independent bracha in the Shemun Esrei. Belez Omer, And Belez says, we put it in Ritzei. I says, wait a minute. All year round, we don't hold like Rabbi Akiva to make it an independent bracha. That now all of a sudden we're going to decide to put it in as a extra bracha. Why don't we hold of Rabbi Akiva's position the rest of the year? Because Tamne Sari Tikkun. They put together 18 brachot. They didn't put together 19 brachot. If you add in a bracha of Dalai, you add an extra bracha, and that's not 18. When it comes to Abinenu, that's 7 brachot. 3 in the beginning, the Abinenu in the middle, and the 3 at the end. You can add a bracha, make it 8 brachot. That's not what the institution was. So you can't all of a sudden add in another bracha. So Matkiflar posed the question. Why don't we put it in, fit it in to the Havinenu, and say, Havinenu Hashem Lokeinu Mavdil Ben Kodesh Tochol, and then continue on. You could add in a phrase of Mavdil Ben Kodesh Tochol into Havinenu, and that would be sufficient. The Gemara says, Kasha, that's a good question. Why don't we just add that in to Havinenu, and we would solve our problem. Amar Abibi Barabai, Kloshana Kula Mitpalel Adam Havinenu. All year round, a person can use Havinenu, Chutz, Mimot Shamim. That's a big exception. Except for the winter months, when you have to say, V'tein Tal Mot Ar Livracha. Because you have to say, in the bracha Marzutra poses the same question again. Added into the piece that speaks about and then and you'll add it in. He'll get confused. Now he'll get confused here because remember they're saying it by heart. And if you all of a sudden have a change in the middle of the sequence of Havinenu, it'll throw him off, and then he won't remember the bracha of Havinenu. Well, if that's an answer, why don't we give a similar answer for Havdalah and Chonein Adat? He says there's a difference, because there it's in the beginning of Havinenu, there he won't get confused or thrown off. 
Here it's when it's in the middle, it's in the middle of the tefillah, matri, it'll throw him off. So in the beginning, if he has to add in a couple words, he'll be on track, he won't get confused and be able to say it. But if he's in the middle and he's resetting it by heart, and he's caught up in the middle, also he has to change some phrase in the middle, that could really throw him off and make it difficult for him. So as far as Tain Talamat we understand why they did not incorporate it inside of Havinenu. On the other hand, Abdullah, the Gemara left as a kasha as to why it was not incorporated inside of Abinenu. Matkilav Ravashi, Vinemra Bishomeya Tefila. Let him say it in Shomeya Tefila. Dame Rabdanko, Mamre Avasi. Tovlo is Kirguat Kishamim Triatamitim. If we got to say Mashiva Ruach Murida Goshim and the Brach of Mechayamitim, Magzirno Tol, let's go back to the beginning. Shayla Bibrekadashanim. If he forgets to say Matayin Talamat Livracha in Barechaleinu, Ain Magzirno Tol, he doesn't have to go back to the beginning of Nei. Shalom Rabbi Shomayat Filah, because he could add it in, in the brach of Shomayat Filah. Avdala b'chonein adat, in magzirin oto, comes to Avdala, in chonein adat, you can't go back, you can say it later on, alakos, mean that you don't have a right to go back and say it at all. It's not a tefillah or tachnunim, so that it could be added into Shomayat Filah. So if you miss it, in the location where it was Nikan, inside of Chonein Adat, that's it. We don't say it anymore. You don't try to make it up. You say Abdullah on the cup of wine later on. It says, Tal Shiny. That's very different. If he makes a mistake, then he can add it in into Shemeyat Tefillah. But to Lechatchila, put, Tein Talamoto Livracha in Shemeyat Tefillah, that we would not do. Kufa. Amar Abdan, Kuram Rabba, Asi Tavalu, Yizkir Gwek Shamim, Etchiyat Amitim, If you forget, Mashibar Ruach, Meir Goshem, until we force him back to the beginning of davening. Sheila, bepekadashanim. He forgets tain talamot alivrocha and brachaleinu in magzir noto. Do not force him back. Because he can make it up in tefilah. Because he can make it up in tefilah. Abdallah bechonin adad in magzir noto. But Abdallah in chonin adad. If he forgets it, that's it. We don't take him back. We don't say it again. Because he has the ability to say it alayayin afterwards. Meitavei. We have another brayta. Tavlo iskir gvurat kishamim. If he forgot to say Mashiva Rokum Eregoshim Tchiyat Meitim Magzirinoto, he take him back to the beginning, which is the same as what we saw before. Sheilavi Berkat Hashanim. If he forgets Tain Talamot Livrocha and Berechaleinu Magzirinoto, we force him back. That's different than what we had seen before. Avdalah Bechalini Nadat Ein Magzirinoto Minei Shecholam Ralakos. And Avdalah again does have to go back because he can say later Ralakos. So everything's the same except for Tain Talamot Livrocha. In the first case, we said. Don't go back, because you can say in Shemei Tefillah. In the second case, we say, you have to go back. When it says, Lokash, Rabbi Yochid, Rabbi Tzibur. The difference between a Yochid who's davening, and a Tzibur who's davening. By a Yochid who is davening, we force him to go back. By Tzibur, with the Tzibur, we don't force him to go back, because he can listen to Chazarat Hashatz. And through Chazarat Hashatz, he'll be Yotzei. Mar says, Tzibur, my time alone. Why does he not have to go back? Shum Tashtama Mishleach Tzibur, because he's going to hear it in Chazarat Hashatz. Yoch, if that's the case, why did the Tanaic work before say, Hi, Mipnei Shiachol Amra B'Shomei Tfilah? Because he can say it later in Shomei Tfilah, he doesn't have to go back. What's the reason he doesn't have to go back? Is Mipnei Shoshomei HaMishleach Tzibor Mibayle. So say the reason he doesn't have to go back is because he's going to hear it in Chazar HaDashat. The reason given for not having to go back for Tain Talamat HaLivroch is because he can say it later in Shomei Tfilah. The way you are formulating it, the reason should be because you're going to hear of Shleach Tzibur, and that's not what's written here. It says, okay, if that's the case, that can't be the solution over here. Ella, idiv idiv yachid. Both of these cases are a case where it's yachid davening. Lokasha ad idkar kodem shmei tefila. Ad idkar achrei shmei tefila. Depends when he remembers. If he remembers before shomei tefila, then he doesn't have to go back. He can add it in during the bracha of shomei tefila. If he only remembers after Shemei Tfilah, 
then he will have to go back. question is, where does he have to go back to? If a person remembers only after completing Shumei Tefillah, he's in the middle of Ritzeh, he's in the middle of Modim. Let's say he remembers, he didn't say, Now he has to go back to say it, because he forgot it. Where do you go back to? So there are two options. You either go back to Barech Aleinu, or you go back to Shumei Tefillah. Which of those two? Now obviously, if you go back to Shumei Tefillah, you minimize the amount of Shemot Hashem that you have to repeat. You minimize the disturbance that you have in Davani. On the other hand, the place where it belongs is in Barechaleno. So maybe you should go back there. Once you're going back already, you go back to the right location. So it turns out it's a machloket bishonim. Tosafot over here says that if you have to go back, you don't go back all the way, but rather, you only go back to Choser, the Shomeat Filah. You only go back to Shomeat Filah. But the other bishonim say that you have to go back to Barechaleno. Question of what Tain Talamata Livracha is Tain Talamata Livracha an integral part of the Bracha of Barach Aleinu? or is it an independent phrase, an independent addition, which contextually makes sense to put it into Barach Aleinu, But if you don't put it in there, you can fill it in in Shomeat Filah. So if you believe it's an integral part of the Bracha of Barach Aleinu, then you have to go back to Barach Aleinu. When you've forgotten it, you go back to Barach Aleinu. Now, in a case, Bidiyavid, where you're between Barach Aleinu and Shomeat Filah, and you can add it into Shomeat Filah, we say Bidiyavid do that. But the Chathila, if you have a choice, we're not going to say, put it in Shemei Tefillah. We're going to say, it's integral to Brechaleinu. Bracha Brechaleinu needs it in order to be the proper Brecha. So therefore, if we're found later on in Davening, we're going to force you back to Brechaleinu. On the other hand, you believe it's just an independent request that contextually fits into Brechaleinu, then if you find yourself past Shemei Tefillah, we're going to just say, go back to Shemei Tefillah. Because all we need to do is to say it. We don't need you to say it in Brechaleinu. We need you to say it within the Tefillah. And Shemei Tefillah is the last Brecha. Contextually fits Shomei Tefillah. It's a request of a Kodesh Baruch Hu, and that fits in thematically with Shomei Tefillah, and it will minimize the number of brachot that you have to repeat now. That makuk d'vishonim as to where you go back when you've forgotten the Tain Talumotar Ali Bracha. forgets to say Yalav Yavo and Ritzay, Chuzer the Avoda. He has to go back to Ritzay. Nizkar Behoda. If he remembers in Modim, Chuzer Abodai, let's go back to Ritzei. B'sim Shalom, if he remembers in Mevarech Etmois Abashalom, B'sim Shalom, Chuzer Abodai. So those are the final three brachot. The final three brachot of Shemona Esrei are Ritzei, which ends with a Magzir Shkenat Olitzion, Hoda'a, which begins with Modim and ends with Tov Shemchan Lechanele Odod, and Sim Shalom, that ends with Mevarech Etmois Abashalom. So those three brachot, if he remembers that he didn't say Yalav Yavu in any one of those three brachot, he goes back to the beginning of the bracha, beginning of Ritzei. Now that is true in all situations except where he remembers right after he finishes the bracha of Machazir Shkinatolitziom, and he does not begin the bracha of Modim. If you begin the bracha of Modim already, you go back to the beginning of Ritzei. But if you remember right after Machazir Shkinatolitziom, before you said Modim, and for elapsed the time of you say Yalav Yavu right there. You say it right after you finish the bracha, before Modim. You don't go back to the beginning of Ritzei. And that has to do with a basic halacha, that even at the termination or the conclusion of a bracha, you're still considered to be within the bracha until you've left it. It actually comes up by Mashiva Ruach Goshim. If you say, Baruch HaTashem Mechayi Meitim, and you've forgotten Mashiva Ruach Goshim, if you say it immediately after you conclude Mechayi Meitim, Mashiva Ruach Goshim, you're fine. You're covered. Because it's considered to be a part of the bracha of Mechayi Meitim. The same thing is true here with the Yavo. But again, you have to remember it immediately. You can't have said the word Modim yet, because that means you already started the next bracha. You can't have time elapse where it would be Kedehi Luch Arba It really has to be immediately afterwards.
If he ends Shmon Esrei, Chose the Rosh. And he's got to go back to the beginning. He's got to repeat Shmon Esrei. Now we know already, and what it comes to Yelav Yavo, that's only true at Shachwin and Mincho. And Ma'ariv, if one forgets Yelav Yavo by Rosh Chodesh, it's only by Rosh Chodesh, person does not repeat Shmon Esrei. And not only does he not repeat Shmon Esrei, if you finish the bracha of Makzir Shkenatot, the Tzion, you don't go back anymore. Since you're not obligated to go back for it, it would be incorrect to go back for it if you did forget it. So if you forget the Yavo at night, even if you're still within Shimon you don't go back. And clearly, if you finish Shimon you don't go back for that Yelav Yavo. Okay, now, Amar Papa read the Ravacha Barada, Ha, Damran Siyem Chuzer the Rosh. Here what we said that if you plead the Shimon you go back to the beginning. Lo Amar Lo Akar Raglav. That's only if you move your feet. Lo Agar Raglav. If you didn't move your feet, Chuzer Lavoda. Then you go back to Ritzay. You're not considered outside of Shimon until you move your feet. Amalei and Allah, Ha. Where do you know that from? Mamalaim Abba Mori. I know it from my father. Shmiali. That's where I heard it from. The Abba Mori mi Rav. And my father heard it from Rav. This is a member from Rav that the end of Shmoneser is determined by the moving of your feet. Amar of Nachman Yitzhak. Hadam Ran Akar Rav the Rosh. That which he just learned that when it comes to moving your feet, you have to go back to the beginning. Lo Amran Elosh Enu Ragil Omar Tachnunim. It's only if he doesn't normally add in additional tfilot at the end, like we do. Elokai Nitzor Achar Tfilato. The end of Hishman Esri, but Ragil Omar Tachmonim, if he normally did, Achar Tzvilato Chuzer Lavuda, then he can still go back. He's still considered to be within Shman Esri when he is yet to have said those Tachmonim that he normally says. Ikad Amre. There's some that say, Amrav Nachman Marietzel, Kahad Amran Kiloaka Raglav Chuzer Lavuda. When he has yet to move his feet, he goes back to Ritzei, but Amran Elishu Ragil Omar Tachmonim. That's only when he normally says additional tefillot after Shmon Esrei. Achar tefillatov. If he doesn't normally add in anything, chuzer the rosh right away. So in the second Lashon of Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak, there are two ways to end Shmon Esrei. One way is to move your feet. That is automatically the end of Shmon Esrei. The other one is to be at the end of Shmon Esrei. If you're finished, even though you haven't moved your feet, you're finished. You're done. It's as if you moved your feet. So you don't literally have to move your feet in order to end Shmon Esrei. If you had a point in Shmon Esrei where you've completed everything you need to say, now if you had in Elokai Nitzor, that means you're at the end of Elokai Nitzor. If you don't say Elokai Nitzor, it means after Amarecha to Moisel B'Shalom. You're considered to have ended Shmon Esrei and moved your feet, even though you have yet moved your feet. And that is the way we pass, and like this latter Lashon of Rav Nachman Yitzchak, that there are two ways to terminate Shmon Esrei. One is by moving your feet. The other one is by finishing up all the tefillot that you have to say. Whereas in the first Lashon, it's not clear what he means, because over there it sounds like, even if you move your feet, that if you're still within Elokai Nitzor, you normally say Elokai Nitzor, you haven't ended. So the only way to end in the first case is to have both. To be Oker Raklav, plus be finished your Tzfilah. So in the first Lashon, you need to have both, two things, which is you finish everything you normally say, plus you moved your feet. In the second Lashon, you need either or. Either you completed everything you normally say, or if you moved your feet, either one of those would terminate your Shmon and you'd have to go back to the beginning. Alright, so there's a very interesting Balalachot Gudalot that's quoted by the Tosvot over here. You look at it, it's a Tosvot Ta, made a mistake, and he forgets the Alav Yavo in Ritzei. Chalakot Gudalot Perish Davka B'Yachid, that's only if you're diving alone. Alav B'Tzibur Enu Chozer. When you're down with the tzibur, you don't go back. You can hear it in Chazarat Shatz. But if you're going to do that, you have to listen to every single word from the Hishleach tzibur, because it's as if you're saying it. The Shatz standing up there is as if you're saying it, and you can make up Yalav Yavo in that way. Even though he's a person who can normally daven on his own, nevertheless, since the Shatz is already saying it for those that don't know, you can be included or captured by this. 
Tosafot over here adds on later on, even though Rabbi Gamliel instituted that only the people out in the field would be covered by Chazorat Shatz. But a person who didn't daven would not be covered by Chazorat Shatz. So why over here are you covered by Chazorat Shatz? So Tosafot says something that's consistent with what he said back on Daf Chavav. We mentioned it at the time as well, when you made a mistake, the end of Rosh Chodesh, Minchon Rosh Chodesh, you make a mistake and forget Yalav Yavu, do you daven a shtayim emarit? Do you daven twice emarit, even though you're not going to say Yalav Yavu anymore? Over there, Tosafot says, you don't repeat it. Because, what are you gaining? You already said Shemun Esri, saying the second Shemun Esri is not going to change anything. And you didn't miss Yalav Yavu, and you can't make up Yalav Yavu later. So over there we said, what was Tosafot's shita? Tosafot's shita was, when you forget, Me'ina Me'ura, things like Yalav Yavu and Shemun Esri, it's still a good Shemun Esri. You forgot Me'ina Me'ura, but you really davened. And that's what Tosafot says over here too. When you forget Yalav Yavu and your Shemun Esri, you, you davened already. You said a full Shemun Esrei. The only thing you forgot was Yalav Yavu. So the only thing you're trying to get out of the Shleach Tzibur is Yalav Yavu. That's okay. Rabbi Gamliel gave a dispensation for that situation. Where did Rabbi Gamliel say it doesn't work for the Shleach Tzibur? If you didn't daven at all. Had you not daven Shemun Esrei, then the Shleach Tzibur can't help you. But if you have daven, just forgotten the Me'inam Ora, according to Tosafot, you daven Shemun Esrei, you daven, you're fine, you're done. That's what we saw in Chavav. Why repeat Ma'ariv twice if you forgot Yalav Yavu and Mincha and Rosh Chodesh? Doesn't do anything. You davened already. You just need Yalav Yavu, and that you're not going to make up by saying Shemun Esrei twice in Ma'ariv. So here too, Tosafot says the same thing. We don't feel that way. We feel when you forget Yalav Yavu that it really undermines your Shemun Esrei. And therefore, we, one, you forgot Yalav Yavu in Mincha time, you would say Ma'ariv twice. And also over here, we can't rely on the Shleich Tzibor to be motzi you when you forget the Yavu because it's as if you didn't daven Shmon Esrei. And now the Gemara continues, My Keva. In the Mishnah it said, Rabbi Lezomer, who sits with a Tokeva, Enan Tachnunim. That's not considered davening to supplicate before Hashem. My Keva. What does Keva mean? Ariyaku Ba'idi Amar Boshaya. Kol Shetfilato Dume Alav Kimasui. It's anybody whose tefila is like a burden on him, as Rashi says. It's a demand on me. It's an obligation to daven. I got to discharge this obligation. Tefila is rachme. Tefila is coming and pouring out your heart before Hashem. Tefila is not like any other mitzvah where you say I have an obligation. I discharge the obligation. You're missing the whole point of tefillah. That's the way you view tefillah. Tefillah is all about heartfelt prayer before Kodesh Baruch Hu. You don't use a language of request and supplication, beseechment of Hashem. So from over here, it would sound like, from the Rabbanan is, even though you said it, kikeva, even though you said it like an obligation, as long as you use the right language, that's enough. Yaakov requires the heart. And it doesn't matter how you say it, it doesn't matter what wording you use, it matters how you feel. Whereas the Rabbanan seems to indicate here it has to do with the wording and not how you feel. If you're unable to put something new into your Shemun Esrei, meaning that you have no new request in your Shemun Esrei, because that's what it means, Keva. It's the same format every day. You're saying the exact same thing every day, and you're not changing your Tefillah to match what's happening in your life. Your life is changing, it's ever-changing, and therefore your tefillah should also reflect those changes. And if it doesn't, then you're making it again like an obligation, not like Rachmei before Kodesh Baruch Milta. I could say something new in Shemun Esri, but I don't do it because I'm afraid I'll get bogged down in the Shemun Esri, I'll forget where I am. Same problem we had before, if you're doing Baal Pen, then all of a sudden you digress. To say your own personal tefillah, sometimes hard to get back on track. Bayrab be'avin, Rabbi Chanina be'avin, Damri Tavar, they will say, Koshein mitbalelim dumdumei chama. 
anybody who doesn't daven with the rays of the sun is considered to be tefillah keva. Because he doesn't daven at the proper time. He makes it into a keva, into a burden of some sort, that he davens it, but not at the proper time. And how do we know that you should daven because it's a mitzvah to daven with the rays of the sun because the pasuk says what's the pasuk that they should fear you Hashem before the sun and before the moon from generation to generation meaning that right when the sun arises you should be before Hashem and before the moon arises you should be with Hashem so at either end Beginning of the day, and the end of the day, you should be right by sunrise and by sunset. You should be singing Shmoneswe. Light day Allah b'marav and Eretz Yisrael they cursed. Aman dematzleim dumnei chama. People davened near shkia near sunset. My time I'll don't mitzvah for leishaita because maybe something will happen, an onus of some sort will happen, and then you won't be able to daven. If you put yourself in a position where you are kichuta sara, you're like at a hair's breadth of saying mincha at the right time. And something goes wrong, you're going to miss Mincha. So you should give yourself some sort of buffer. And therefore they discourage people from davening right at sunset. But rather you daven at sunrise and close to sunset, but you don't necessarily have to daven right at sunset in order to fulfill this idea of davening. Someone who's in a dangerous location says a short tefillah. In the Mishnah we mentioned what that tefillah was. And in that tefillah, it had a terminology called Parshat Yibor, which we did not translate. We said the Gemara is going to translate. And this is what the Gemara says now. Even though you're full of anger at B'nai Israel, like a pregnant woman who is in a difficult situation, is in pain, nevertheless, Hashem, their need should be before you. So despite the fact that Hashem, you are angry at them, you should still tend to their needs. And that's what it means in the bracha. Even though they're in the violation of your word, you their need should be before you. So Pashata Ibur, Ibur can either refer to Ubar or pregnancy, or Avar to pass by, transgress. And that's what it means, Whether you are angry at them, or whether they have transgressed in front of you, you should still have their needs before you. Person is walking in a place where there are dangerous animals, marauders. That's when you say this short tefillah. Should do your will in the heavens above. And you should give pleasure and satisfaction to those that fear you mitacha down below. And what is good in your eyes, you should do. Should hear the cries of your nation Israel. So Rashi points out, Shabbat is a lashon genicha It's pouring out one's heart. It's sighing. It's groaning, moaning. It's an intense form of davening. But you should quickly fulfill their requests. Should say this, you should hear the cries of your nation Israel and do their requests. And that's why you have a little note there, the Aleph of the Gra says that that whole memra of Rabbi Yeshua is not included in the Tosefta because otherwise you have a repeat of the same thing.
The needs of your people Israel are great. And their ability to express it, to articulate it, is limited. It should be your will, Hashem. Every person their needs. And every goof and every being should have enough for what it needs. That's the Lashon of the Tefillah Ketzerah that we use. Aloch is like a Chirim, that that Lashon that we just mentioned. Eliyahu came and appeared to Rav Yehuda, this brother of Rav Asala Chasida. Lo tirtach, lo If you don't get angry, you won't sin. Anger is a huge cause for sin. People who have the minute to say the Yigirat HaRamban every day, the Yigirat HaRamban to his son, very focuses very much on that, of staying calm and collected and having Gishuvadat, because when he gets angry, he sins. Lo tirvei, lo Don't get drunk and you won't sin. Drunkenness, losing one's inhibitions, causes or is a cause for sin. When you go out to your way, when you go to travel, you should first then say, What does that mean? You should first check in with Hashem. You should... Ask Hashem for protection, and then only afterwards go out. Anybody who's going to travel has to say, What is the wording of Should be your will, Hashem, my God. That you should have me travel peacefully. And my footsteps should go in peace. And you should support me in peace. Should save me from the hands of an enemy, v'orev, and a ambush, v'derech, on the way. Shlach bracha, m'seyadai. And you should send a bracha to works of my hands. And you should make me find favor and mercy in your eyes. U'b'nei kol ra'ai, and anybody who sees me, baruch atashem, shomei atfilah. And you can see here all the otot of the gra that add in the lushonot of the other rishonim, which accord mostly with the way that we have our tefillah t'derech today, adding in those extra words. Amr Abaye, the only thing that's a little different about this Tefillah Tadarach is that it's written in singular. Everything is about you personally. And Abaye says, When a person davens, they should not only daven for themselves, they should make themselves amongst the many, amongst the tzibur. And therefore, So what should you say? It should be said in the plural form. Even when is, one is davening for their own personal needs or for personal situation, they should not daven in the singular, but rather daven in the plural, because the power of tefillah and the power of klaisel comes from us being a part of the whole of klaisel, not as us as individuals. And therefore it's important to make your tefillah correspond to that reality, which is to have it be in plural. Right, we'll finish up the dinim of tefillah tederech tomorrow about when you say it, how you say it, and we'll delve into that a little more deeply when we finish up that sugya tomorrow. Okay, we'll stop over here.